This is episode 282. Did you know that the food industry does not want you in the kitchen and doesn't want you cooking? Why? Because the convenience industry pays better and it's led to a world where it's normal to have no respect for mealtime, food prep time and the consequence is physical, mental and emotional disease. If you want to get the health of you, your partner or your family back within a healthy range, then you need to listen to this episode to know how to get back in the kitchen and start giving food and your body the respect it deserves. All right, so let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to an episode that may or may not make you hungry because we're going to talk about food because the reality is that food and the body that you're in are directly correlated. The outcomes are directly correlated with the food you put in. Either shit's going to go bad or it's going to go well. And one of the ways to find out about that is to put it in your body. But first, in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. Now, that last line there is really relevant to today's conversation, without restriction along the way, because the truth is that things become difficult when you have options. That is what makes life difficult. That's what makes the modern world difficult to navigate because we have so many choices. We could be doing so many other things. We could be dating or marrying or sleeping with so many other people. We're made so painfully aware that we have an endless amount of options, that we're in a situation where we're confused, we're all over the place, we try to go for the easy option all the time, and that doesn't always end up you know, coming out with good results or outcomes or situations. And it's the same with food. And there's a reason that the food industry doesn't want you to get into the kitchen and be able to make easy, clear decisions about your food, because the food industry benefits from your ability to be inconvenienced by cooking right? Cooking takes time. You've got to go to the market. You've got to go buy all the things. You might have to Google and do some research about some vegetables. You might have to ring your mum or your mother-in-law or your friend or your partner to find out how to cook something, how to get the flavor, what spices you need. And then it's the time you get into the kitchen. It takes way longer than the recipe that you're following says because you're not familiar with it. And the food industry has created this amazing alternative of having to do absolutely fucking nothing, absolutely nothing other than sitting on the couch, pulling your phone out, doing maybe three clicks is probably the minimum and you will have food delivered to your door within half an hour. It's amazing. Technology is incredible, but what it has done is it's led to a world where we no longer respect food and we no longer respect our bodies. Once upon a time, the human body was a very important priority for every individual to look after and care for and for us to strengthen and fuel in a really, really uh, appropriate, positive way, with the only outcome being being for, for the individual to be healthy and well. And once upon a time, we also really respected food. You know, if we go back to our roots, and sure, I know not all of the things in the past were romantic and amazing and perfect, but one of the things that was, was that usually, not always, but usually the the men would go and hunt, the women would gather, and they would, you know, they spend a lot of their time centered around finding the right food to fuel themselves and the community in the village. And they'd bring it back. And usually the women would get together. 
and they would focus their time and attention on creating all of this delicious food and preparing it and then everybody would come together and sit down either around a campfire or at a table and everyone would eat together and it would be this really wholesome experience. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the social aspect of the wholesomeness, but that's also really valid uh, and something that we're missing now is nobody sits down at the table without their mobile phones and asks, how was your day? What problems have you got going on? Do you want to talk about anything? No, we just all sit there on our phones. You go into restaurants and you see couples together, not even communicating or friends. They're on their phones, right? It's, it's fucking awful. Anyway, the point is that once upon a time, not that long ago, dinner where, we all, where there was time invested in the preparation of the food because we respected the food and we respected the bodies that that food was going to go into. Once upon a time, that existed and it wasn't that long ago. I remember it when I grew up right? First and foremost, what we need to do is we need to start acknowledging that we've got too many options, okay? And so what you need to do if you want to move into a place where I guess we're fundamentally fighting against the fast food industry and the um, convenience food industry is that we want to be able to make, eliminate the possibility for us to make poor decisions because things become difficult when you have options. So that means not just deleting the app on your phone, that means unsubscribing, right? That means then following that up with a deletion of the app. Uh, And you want to make it difficult. You want to make it difficult because we go towards the easy option, right? And so we want to make it difficult for ourselves to make convenient food decisions. And we just whip out our phone or just make a phone call or anything like that. Because we want to be in a situation where we're building respect for our body and we're building respect for food again. And yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable and unfamiliar and all of the things going to the market or going to the, even to the supermarket, uh, which is, should be just not too far away for most people. Buying some produce and some meat or some fish or whatever it is, wherever you start and going home and spending time that you dedicate respecting the time of meal preparation and the absolute importance that that time has on the health that you will experience, not just today in your gut, but five years in the future, 10, 20, 30, 40, and how that will impact your likelihood of cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, um, depression, anxiety, because one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in reversing disease, preventing disease, reducing the mental load that you carry around with you, like depression, stress, anxiety, ADHD, autism symptoms, the biggest thing is the stuff that you put into your body. And we've got so many studies now which show all of the things that I just mentioned and all of the diseases are negatively affected by fast food, sugar, vegetable oil, too much caffeine, you know, the list goes on. The point is that it's food that causes our destruction, but the better news is that food can facilitate our reconstruction of creating a healthy body and a healthy paradigm in which we live in. So we don't want to follow the, the guidance of the food industry that doesn't want you to cook, right? Because cooking and respecting meal preparation time and having it as a sacred space every single day, and sure, it doesn't have to be super woo-woo or, you know, like you don't have to go and forage for berries in the nearby green patch in the city you're in. But the point is to make sure that you are cooking, that you are buying the food, or at least somebody at home is buying the food and somebody is cooking it. And that at some point of the process, you are involved. Might be the dishes, might be the cooking, might be the purchasing. It might be the funding of it because you go to work and make the money, you know, whatever it is, we need to start respecting our food again, because that inherently will lead to us respecting our bodies because we're finally putting good fuel back in. And remember, things only become difficult when you have options. 
So you need to eliminate some of those options so that the easier option becomes cooking and respecting yourself. It's kind of wild that we've we've landed ourselves in this world where, you know, we don't respect our own body anymore. It's, you know, all of these complicated issues that we've got going on in many regards are because of options. And it's the same with our psychology. It's the same with emotional eating. It's the same with dating. It's the same with problems everywhere. Our phone and social media makes us unimaginably aware of the fact that we have options to do everything a better way or we could be living better or we could have a better whatever experience in our life. And, and fast food and the food industry sells you that on a daily basis probably thousands of times with chocolate ads and uh, hamburger ads and fast food ads and you know you go to the service station or the gas station, there's, you walk, into, walk inside and there's obviously absolutely tons of marketing just smacking you in the face unconsciously and consciously. And so we've got to eliminate these options. We've got to change up our daily life in order to be able to eliminate these options. And it starts with one tweak a week. So if you're going to begin, you're going to take this message of realizing that respecting your body comes from respecting food preparation time at home or wherever you choose to prepare it. You can totally be in the wild with spears and (laughs) hunting things. You could do that. Um, But if you have made this decision or you are taking some inspiration for today to be like, yeah, I'm going to start doing things a bit differently, Maddie. I want you to start one tweak a week. You know the deal. Don't try and do everything in one week and then get to the end of the week and be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm all cooked out. I'm never doing that again. We can't make long, long-term sustainable change if we're doing that. One tweak a week. Pick a single meal on a single day and say, I'm going to do that. And then the next step from there is if you picked breakfast, is to say, I'm going to prepare and eat breakfast consciously with healthy, whole real foods every single day. So we haven't done lunch. We haven't done dinner yet, right? So one meal at a time. And this is exactly how we do it in my programs as well. Because the physical aspect of what you're putting into your body and your gut has a direct impact on whether you struggle with emotional eating, sugar addiction, you develop disease, you develop mental health disorders or problems with the way that you think or the way that you feel about the world. It's all all directly related to what you put in your body. So we need to Get rid of that marketing nonsense from the food industry. Start respecting your food time and start respecting your body. And they're both interlinked. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a review, a rating uh, of five stars. We only accept five stars. If you've got four stars, please provide them to somebody else. (laughs) Um, If you know anyone that should uh, listen to this conversation, please share it with them. If you're trying to get somebody on board with meal prep at home, Share this episode with them because I'm almost certain they want to avoid all of the negative things that I've mentioned in today's show. (laughs) Otherwise, I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.